Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. Come on, yeah, let's give Jesus a little praise for allowing us to give hope to the world. Man, I, I, am, I am excited. We had, we had three people uh, give their life to Christ in the first service. And uh, man, that's good. Let's celebrate that. Um, we don't take it for granted. One little boy, he looked like he was about 10 years old. He made eye contact with me. He was sitting over there and I gave the altar call and the clear message of Christ. And he made eye contact with me and, and, and shook his head in all seriousness, looking right at me in the eye and saying, I want it, I want it. And uh, I got choked up in that moment in the altar time. But there's, a, there's eternity at stake in this room and, um, and over the airways and people that are watching. And, and we're a church that gives hope. We're a church that gives people life. And uh, I'm just thankful for that. Um, I am going to jump into the word today. Um, last week, we uh, looked at joy, great joy. We're going to be a joyful people. We should be the happiest people on the planet and um, with the things that God has given to us in Christ. And so uh, before I do that, we're going to um, uh, kind of a new direction in the new year. I want to encourage you. Some of you might, as a serve team member, got the email around it. Uh, God gave me a word for the new year, just the word strengthen. And so I don't know how, how you do it, but a lot of times I'll ask God for a word for me. Um, for my life, for the new year. And so I've already heard that strengthen. The word is strengthen. And so uh, what he said to me for our church is I want you to strengthen the people. I want you to strengthen the processes. I want you to strengthen the purpose. And, and so we're working on strengthening that in a lot of ways as a team and what that looks like with you guys. And so I'm praying for strengthening over your families. And one of the ways we're gonna do that is we're actually gonna move back to two services. And so you can look, this room's obviously full. And so it, only might, it might only last a little while. And so, but we're gonna move to two services and our service times are gonna be changed a little bit. And so you can pray for me in the third service because I'm gonna have to let the third service folks know um, that, uh, that their service is going away. And so be praying for me with that. Um, and in, in that, the two service times that we're going to move to, we're going to move to uh, 9 a.m. And this service time will be 1045 a.m. So this is going to move a little bit. We're affecting your life by 15 minutes. I hope you can handle that. Um, but but here, here's, the, here's the deal. With that, we have a heart to strengthen. And some of that means we're going to actually have more time between our services to get all the cars that you are honking at to, to get out of the parking lot. When you're coming in, now, I'm just kidding, but like there's cars that need to get moved out. There's cars that are coming in. And so we're going to have some more time. We're going to have about 30 minutes in between services to deal with that. And, uh, and really get that helped. We're gonna have more time to connect in the lobbies. We're gonna build a, kind of a really stronger rotational schedule for our serve teams and make it really sustainable. And so we're doing a lot to strengthen. So just, in, you know, just I hope um, you, can, you, you really can receive that. And so your service time will be 1045 in the new year. It'll be the same amount of time. We're doing about an hour and 10, hour and 15 minute service. And so um, with that, what I can ask you is this, um, maybe what I told the 9 a.m. service to do was I told them, hey, you still have the same service time, so you guys attend 9 a.m. and then go and serve at the 1045 a.m. And they all said, we're in, the whole crowd. And, uh, and, then, and then what I would ask you guys to do is, uh, since this is a 1045 service, this is gonna be uh, really the most crowded, overflowing service. It'll probably be overflowing right away just because um, we're growing, and, and so we can put more chairs out, but what I'm gonna ask you to do is maybe consider uh, serving this service and, and attending the 9 a.m. Like, I know you, that's earlier. I know it's like you gotta get up, and I know there's a lot to that, but I'm just maybe asking you, hey, 9 a.m., can you do it? Come on, get going. I'm not gonna make you raise hands and write any, any comment con con connection cards today, um, but, but just think maybe you serve this one, and I would just say maybe you're a missionary to the early service, you go there and you, and you, and you, you attend there 
and then you serve this because we would make room for more people to be a part of this. So at our noon service, that's gonna come back when we need it, but we're gonna strengthen with two services and watch God do that. Is that okay, everybody? Hopefully it, hopefully it helps your schedule. And I'm, we're, we're, we are growing, and, and I, we just wanna get stronger before we launch back that third service and continue to see what God is going to do. And eventually, we might not need to. We're gonna build this building. We're gonna expand. We're gonna expand kids' areas. We're gonna expand this back area. And we'll do two services for good with a great-sized uh, auditorium. And this will be youth and kids' space and all that. So we got a lot of plans for the future. So thank you for being a part of that. We are in a series called Great Joy. Come on, sometimes Christmas is joyous, and sometimes it's not. Uh, I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what you're going through. But today I want to look at uh, peace. I think there's a gift of peace that God has for you. There's peace for me. There's peace for you. And I think uh, that God wants to supernaturally give you peace today um, with whatever you might be dealing with or what, you're, what is maybe, maybe over your shoulder dealing with the Christmas season or a transition in the new year or needing the finances. I heard someone that needs a new apartment. Some things burnt down. Uh, they told me first service and they, their, their rent is... Just, everybody's carrying a lot of weight and a lot of things and pressure of life, and we need God to give us peace. This is what it says in Luke 2, the very first announcement of Jesus by the angels, the heavenly host. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and glory of the Lord shone around them, and, with, and, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I love the first message of the gospel is don't be afraid. Hey, don't, don't be afraid. I don't know what you're facing, but the first thing God says from heaven to you and I in concern about Jesus is, hey, don't be afraid. Can I tell you, religion is scary. The, the way that maybe Christ has been presented to the world has been scary at times. Like, like people have been afraid. Some people, maybe you're, you're back in church for the first time. Maybe you're like, man, they're going to kill me. They're going to beat me up today. <laughs> Anybody ever been beat up with a Bible? Um, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, fear not, fear not. Don't be afraid, behold, I bring you good tidings. We talked about this last week, good tidings of great joy. Like this is the most joyous message. We're the most joyous people, which will be to all people. All, all people, right? Say, say all people. Say it like we mean it, come on. Everybody. All people. It'll be to all people. It'll not be to the people that you just like or the people that you just agree with or the people that see everything exactly how you see it. It'll be to, it'll be to all people. It'll be to the people that, that sin in ways that you don't like. And what I mean by that is it'll be to the people that sin in ways that are different than the ways you sin. Because <laughs> a lot of y'all are gracists. You're okay with your sins. <laughs> but you don't like anybody that sins different than you. <laughs> we are not gracious at this church. Uh, we love God and his grace is for all people. Come on, somebody. All people. It says it'll be to all people. For there, That's good news in itself. For there is born to you this day, there's born to you, there's born unto you, unto you this day, born to you in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will, be, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a great multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Glory to God in the highest, the highest message, the highest message, the highest word. Glory to God in the highest and to the lowest people and on earth, glory and goodwill towards men. The highest message came to the lowest people. 
Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. My title for today is Some Assembly Required. Some Assembly Required. Father, thank you for your peace. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for the good news. Thank you for joy. Thank you that your burden is easy and your yoke is light. Thank you that you will and work in us to do your good pleasure. I pray that you would do your work today and you would have your way today and you would do your will in our life today. Thank you for putting some things into our life that we need. We open up to your peace today in a new way. In Jesus' name, amen? Some assembly required. This is probably a stressful statement. Come on, some of y'all laughed, some of you smirked, some of you said, oh God, I know, when I said some assembly required. It's one of the most stressful statements in this season right now for moms and dads all around the planet trying to put things together. Come on, I know Santa's real, so I'm not gonna ruin that, but we help him out sometimes. <laughs> Throne of lies, I'm just kidding. You know, so, 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 you know, I, I get it, like you're trying to put stuff together. Anybody, come on, putting some stuff, last minute trying to assemble it. You look at the box, some assembly required. You're like, man, is it not included? Batteries not included, parts not included. Was that not included? You're reading the, who's turned to the, to the foreign language section to try to figure it out? Come on, anybody? You go, you're like, I can't even read this, but I'm gonna try to do it in Spanish. You can't even do it. I need more pictures, you know, it's like, it's just, it's just, it's just stressful. And so, so in this Christmas mall season, we had like 150 bikes we had to put together. I was a hundred bikes, I think about 100, 150 bikes we gave them away and they were all in boxes stacked over there and I'm freaking out and my wife's freaking out a little bit and we're like, man, we got to put some bikes together and, and like, what are we going to, we got to put bikes together. Who are we going to get to, we got to, we got to assemble bikes and then we can't let moms and putting bikes together and, and Pastor Dylan's like calm. He, he was over the Christmas mall with a great team and he's calm. He's like, everything's fine. I'm like, I don't know why he has such peace. We had 150 bikes over there to put together. And I'm in a connect group. I lead a connect group on Thursday mornings of a bunch of guys. And so one of the guys in our connect group, Jordan right there, he, he finds my wife in the lobby and he, he, he voluntold me that we were putting together bikes as a connect group. You ever been voluntold? He voluntold us. He's like, our group's putting together bikes. I'm like, oh my God. There's a, how many bikes are we gonna put together? Now you have to understand, I'm in my 40s, somebody. Come on, all of our connect group is in our 40s, right? So when I'm thinking about putting together bikes, I'm thinking about like, you need blow torches, you need, you need a whole ratchet set, you need a whole toolbox. I don't put together bikes. Who's lost a bike chain and you just go buy a new one? Get a new one. I'm not, I'm not, I can't put the chain on. I need a whole set of tools. And so I'm freaking out. I'm in my 40s. I know what it takes to put a bike together. And we gotta put 15 bikes together. I'm like, that's gonna be 12 hours. We had a 12-hour day, Jordan. He's like, we got it. And guys, we get on the text feed. We're texting, like, what tools are you bringing? What tools are you bringing? And they're like, we'll bring a blowtorch. I'm like, bring everything you got. And one guy, and, we're, and we show up. And I'm stressed out. Like, we start pulling the bikes out. We take the bikes over to the cafe, and the bikes are over there. And all of a sudden, we begin to take the bikes out of the box. And I'm like, this is, this is different. And I look on the side of the box, and it says, no tools required. <laughs> I was like... I was like, oh, this is a different generation of bikes. No wonder Dylan's calm. <laughs> He's in his 30s. He knows. He's just snapping them together. I was, I had, I'm like, we had a little Allen wrench, and then you had to hand tighten it like that. I'm like, there's kids out on hand tightened bikes in the world. That is not safe. That didn't bring me any peace either. Like some assembly required brought me no peace, but no tools required brought me no peace either. If I can't open the pickle jar at times, I shouldn't assemble bikes with these hands. 
Kids are in danger. The greatest, the greatest, the greatest peaceful statement that you can ever come across in this season is professional assembly available. I'll take it. I'll pay for it. I'll pay extra. I'll pay a pro to put my kids' bike together. I'll pick it up two weeks after Christmas if I have to. Just put it together for me. Professional assembly available. When it comes to peace, when it comes to you putting your life together, many of you have been trying to hand tighten. You've been trying to hold it all together. You've been trying to figure out how to do it in your own strength. You've been trying to figure out how to use what tools and what do I have and what do I need. And you're stressed to the max. You've been voluntold this Christmas. You won't have to do a lot of this. And you're like, God, I can't do it all. And God's saying, if you're going to actually have peace assembled in your life, if you're going to have the God kind of life, you're going to have to have a professional called the creator of life assemble your life to actually have the peace of life that he can give you. I want him. I want him to put together and hold together my peace. And I know I've tried to hold it together on my own at times and it falls apart. I can't tighten it good enough. And so I just want to encourage you today with some thoughts about peace. I'm so thankful for the message of peace that came through Jesus, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. It says this in verse 11, for there is born to you this day, born to you in the city of David, a savior. Thank you, God, for being born to me. He's speaking to the outcast of society. I told you last week, he's speaking to shepherds. They were men that weren't even allowed to testify in court. They were the lowest of the low. The highest message comes to the lowest of the low and says, peace on earth to you. Unto you is born a savior. I have a message for you today. Listen, you might feel low. You might feel like you don't deserve anything. You might feel like God's overlooked you or message, heaven doesn't have a message for you. God says, unto you, a child is born. Unto you, a message from heaven comes. Unto you, God wants to speak. Unto you, God has a voice and a word for you today. I'm so thankful that I'm not beyond his voice or I'm not below his voice or I'm not beneath his voice or beneath his word or his communication to me. Come on, thank you, God, that unto me, the highest message comes to the lowest people. I don't know how, how low you feel today. I don't know how low someone's made you feel. Even if everyone else has counted you out, heaven's still talking to you. Unto you, a child is born. Number one, this is what's important about that. It's more about God than it is about you. It's more about God than it is about you. Peace is more about him. You, you, you don't have peace because it's all about you and your situation and your circumstances and what you can do and what you can earn and how good you can be and how you can do it all perfect and how you can make everybody happy. And it's more about all of that. And sometimes when it's more about us and our situations and us trying to fix it and hold it together, it's more about him and his power and his peace and his gift and his strength and his expertise and his assembly power and what he has to offer for us. And in my situation, I, I, just, I just need the Lord. God, it's more about you. I can't fix me. I can't heal me. I can't speak to me from heaven. I need a message from you. Have you ever had the case of the mistaken waves, anybody? Some of y'all are like, what is that? You know when... <laughs> y'all know... case of the mistaken waves. You think they're waving to you and then you realize and you don't know how, if you just go for it, I just go all in. <laughs> just go for it. Just become a friend. You know, but I feel a little stupid walking away because it's really not for me. 
Some of you, when you hear the word peace, you feel like God's waving the wrong word to you, that, 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 that you have a mistaken word waving over your life right now. Like you're like, God, this can't, that word can't be for me. Peace on earth for me? Like you don't understand my situation. You don't understand my, my kids. You don't understand my finances. You don't understand, like really God, you're waving peace to me and you're going, that's gotta be, it's gotta be for somebody else. No, 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 no. He has peace for you. It's about him having peace for you. It's a gift to you. The Bible says he's got it for you. He has peace for you. He's perfect in all of his ways. Listen to me, someone said to me this other day, you're not doing as good as you think and you're not doing as bad as you think. So you might as well look to him who is perfect in all his ways. So often we get all bent out of shape and lose our peace because we think we're doing great or we're not doing great enough. And so it's like, how do we sustain all that? Looking unto him, he's perfect in all his ways. This is what the Bible says about Jesus unto you. A child is born, John 14, 27, Jesus said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you isn't fragile like the peace the world gives, so don't be troubled or afraid. I'm leaving you with a gift. He says it's a gift. Listen to that. It's a gift. This is a gift. This is a gift. It's a gift. You can't earn it. You can't assemble it. You can't hold it all together good enough. You can't work yourself into perfection. You can't be good enough. It's a gift of peace I give to you today. It's not like the world. It's not fragile. It's not coming and going, the reason we lose it is because we think it's all about us and our circumstance and what we're going through. He's saying, I am your peace. I'm giving you this gift. It's not about what you're going through. It's about who I am. I ask that you would receive peace today. Number one, it's more about him than it is about you. Number two, glory to God in the highest. Verse 14, glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Peace on earth, peace on earth. Number two, God is with you. Number one, it's more about him than it is about you. Number two, God is with you. I'm gonna be real simple today. I'm gonna give you verses so you don't complain. Um, but I'm gonna be simple. I, I love the book of Acts. Remember when the book of Acts, it says they ate their, their food with simplicity and gladness of heart? I think sometimes we just gotta get back to simplicity and gladness of heart. They ate their food with simplicity and gladness of heart. Prayed together and got into the apostles' doctrines. Um, I'm just gonna be simple. God is, God is with you. Peace on earth, it's, it's, it's on earth, it's, it's here on this planet, it's here with you, that peace is actually him. It says that he's the prince of peace. Listen to me, peace is a person, not the absence of problems. Peace is a person, it's not even a position of your soul, it's a person, peace is Jesus. The Bible says he's the prince of peace, actually. Isaiah 9, 6 says this, for unto us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. The word prince, actually there is czar. The word is czar. It means this. Czar is, is the one who's in charge. The czar in the Hebrew, it's general. The czar of peace, prince. The general of peace, the governor of peace. The one who rules peace. This is Jesus. He's actually the general of your peace. And the word peace is shalom in the Hebrew. That word literally means, it, it means rest, tranquility, wholeness, completeness, contentment. So he's the general of your contentment. He's the general of or the governor of your wholeness, of your completeness. 
So, so when Jewish people would greet each other, it, they, the greeting is shalom, it's peace. So when I say to you, Michael, shalom, they would say back, shalom. And you say shalom, back, shalom, all day long, shalom, shalom. It's a greeting back and forth all year long, shalom, shalom. What they're saying over each other is, hey, nothing missing, nothing broken. Completeness, wholeness, contentment, rest, and tranquility. I speak that in one word over your life. And they would speak it back over that person's life. But what God's saying here in Isaiah 9, that he's the prince of peace, it's more than a greeting. He's actually the czar of it. And he governs it and he is it and so he has the authority to govern peace in my life and in your life I need peace and you need peace God is with you that brings me peace man knowing God is with me look at this verse Ephesians 2 13 through 14 but now in Christ Jesus you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ you were once far away from God. You can't get near to God apart from the blood of Christ. You can't get near to God apart. You were once far away from, from, from him, and now you've been brought near. How, how, how does it feel when you're far away from something you love or far away from something you want or far away? It's no, there's no peace when you're far away. But it says, now in Christ you've been brought near by the blood of Jesus. Listen to this, for Christ himself is our peace. So you've been brought near to peace. You've been brought near to Jesus. You've been brought near to God. There's peace that God is with you. He's with you today. Out here shopping when you're going, we're going crazy. He's with us. I was uh, in a major transition in my life years ago. We lived in Dallas, my wife and I, and we had two boys at the time. My daughter wasn't born yet. And it was a wild time, man. We were moving and we'd been pastoring a church and it's going great. Still goes, it's still going. My pastor, one of our overseers pastors at church and um, and then we were, I was working for a college, Bible college in Dallas. And so it was time to, to move. And God spoke to me and said, I'm going to move you guys to Charlotte in six months. I mean, literally I, I was praying and fasting and heard that. And I'm like, I don't have a job. I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I was in a lot of transition. We lived in a, a, a house. I had to sell that and had no job. I'm moving to the East coast or not East coast, but moving from Dallas to, to Charlotte. And so I'm like, man, what am I going to do? And, uh, so I, I went for job interviews and my wife wanted me to work for, um, she, she was tired of me, like, like um, so I would go out and preach and pray for people and do a lot of, I would work for a Bible school and I would go and take the garbage and come back two hours later uh, after praying and prophesying for people. Come on, that was, that was how, and my wife's like, I've, I'm like, I'm not praying, babe. She's like, I got two kids, get back home. I'm like, that was not, that was not a wise, come on, men, you don't blame God on you being absent. Come on, somebody. And so, and so I, she's like, can you, so when we were, when I was getting a new job, she's like, I just want stability. I just want, you know, you behind the desk, maybe it's not just out there moving around. And so, I, and I'm not a desk job guy. Come on, y'all can, y'all can probably feel that. And so, and so I was like, uh, well, what do I do? She's like, I want you to work for the post office. I was like, uh, babe, I cannot wear those shorts. That's the only reason I'm not still in the postal service. I, I couldn't pull the shorts off. I was like, I won't wear them. I'm not going to do it. And so I ended up applying for a, for a warehouse job. My math skills weren't good enough to count all the nuts and bolts, I guess. And so I didn't get that job. And then I took a sales job. So in the sales job, they were positioned out of Indianapolis. So I flew from Dallas to Louisville, Kentucky, where my family's from. My father lived in Louisville and had his home there. And uh, I didn't grow up in that home, but he, I'd been to that home many times. And, and, uh, and, so, and so they said, hey, why don't you fly into Louisville? We're not going to be there. Get our car, take our car, drive our car to Indianapolis have the interview, drive back to Louisville, and then fly out of Louisville. I said, that's perfect. I'm in all types of transition in my life. I come into the home. I get the car. I go up. I have a very stressful interview in Indianapolis, Indiana. I drive back to, to the house, and I get there, and no one's there, and I just, 
I just, I just, I'm in my dad's house in the most stressful season of my life, in the most unknown season of my life, in the most turmoil, just turmoil that could be, like not knowing the future. There was just something about being near to dad's house. Just, just, just in the bed that was there, it wasn't even my bed, but it was a comfortable bed. Come on, it's better than my bed. And, and, and the refrigerator was full, and I had the car in the garage, and I looked at pictures around the house. I just remember like going around and just, there was, it wasn't even anything like so, I'd been there before. It was just something about being drawn near to the Father's house in the midst of transition and turmoil and not knowing the future. As I was drawn near, I just began to get this peace infused into my life. So much so, I missed my plane on purpose to stay one more day. I've already told my wife that, so don't worry. I just, I just want you to know, no matter what your future holds, no matter what the unknown is, no matter where you are right now, that God has brought you near to him, that you've been drawn near to his house and his people and his provision and the refrigerator rights and transportation and the things that you need. God has peace for you. There's a drawing near. God is with me in this world. I'm so thankful that God is with me. I'm so thankful God is with you. Can you give it up for Jesus if you believe he's with you right now? He's with you. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. It's him. He's peace. He's on earth. He came to this planet. And this even gets better. It gets better. Peace on earth. And listen to this. And goodwill towards men and women. Mankind. Goodwill towards men and goodwill towards men. God isn't only with you. God is for you. Goodwill. Goodwill towards Trey. Goodwill towards Ray. Goodwill from God. Goodwill from heaven towards Dawn. Goodwill towards Michael. Goodwill towards Angela. Good, goodwill towards Cambria. Goodwill from heaven. You know how much peace this brings me? Good, goodwill. God is for you. God is for you. Come on, this message is not in the church enough. It is not heard enough. It is not preached enough. You don't think you deserve it. You don't think you're worth it. God is for you. He's for you. Goodwill from heaven. I don't know if I deserve it. You don't. Romans 5, 1, therefore, since we've been justified, the word justified means this just as if you'd never sinned. You're perfect in God's eyes, in Christ, past, present, and future, in Christ. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, through believing that Jesus was who he said he was and rose from the dead, we've been justified just as if we'd never sinned. Now we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hear me, you can never have the peace of God until you have peace with God. You will never have the peace of God until you have peace with God. And that comes through Jesus Christ, our peace. That you've been justified. You didn't deserve it, but now I have peace with God. He is for me. It is good to know that he is for me. He's not trying to trick me. He's not trying to catch me. He's not trying to prosecute me. He's not trying to lawyer me. He is for me. Matter of fact, he is my lawyer. <laughs> Anybody needed a good lawyer ever? Don't show him your hands. Don't show your hands. 
<laughs> the Bible says he is my and your advocate. First John 2, 1 says this, my little children, my little children, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. He's like, man, I don't want you to sin. But then he says, and if anyone sins, he's like, but you're going to. I'm writing this so that you can keep maturing, keep growing, keep not sinning in the same ways you used to sin, that you can mature. And I write this so you don't sin. I want this word to mature you. But, and if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Here's the thing. You think he's only for you when you actually are doing perfect, when you're not messing up. He's actually for you when you've messed it all up. He's actually more for you as your lawyer and your advocate and going before the throne. An advocate in those days meant someone that stood before the judge and pled your case when you've messed it all up. Oh, I'm so glad that he is for me. I'm so glad that he is with me, but even more than just with me, he is for me. When the, when the world and all kinds of stuff is against me, he is for me. I don't know how the boss overlooked you. I don't know how you got fired. I don't know how your kids ran away. I don't know how they got angry at you. I don't know how your friend betrayed you. But when they're all against you, he is for you. Come on, can we give a 30-second praise break that God is for us? He is with me, and he is for me. If God be for me, who can be against me? If God be for me, who can be against me? Romans 8.38 says all things work together for good. Come on, God came to hook you up. Well, I don't believe it. Read the word. All things work together for good. The gospel is here to bless you. God is for me. Here's a couple areas. I got a few minutes with you. A couple areas if you need peace, three things to do. Number one. Get under the lordship of Jesus. Get under the lordship of Jesus. Acts 10, 36. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ who is, listen to this, who is Lord of all. He's Lord of all. I don't know what areas of your life that you need to bring under his lordship. He's not, he's not just your counselor. He's just not a feel good. He's not just, oh, well, it's okay. Everything's fine. No, he is Lord of all. And there's areas of my life and areas of your life that we need to bring up under his lordship. If we really want peace, we have to bring that up under the control of Jesus, trusting in his control. Get everything up under the lordship of Jesus. Your habits, your patterns, your lusts, your flesh, your behavior, your appetites, your, your, your everything. Your, your marriage, your dating, your money, your morals, your mission. Get it all up under him. And then... Peace comes. Do you know, usually when I lose peace, it's when I'm trying to wrestle control back from him. Usually when I'm losing my own peace, I've caught myself wrestling control back from Jesus. And, and we try to take control of our lives. You know, some of the best-selling books, How to Control Your Life. 21 Days to Be a Better You. We're gonna do 21 days of prayer and fasting, and, and we don't do it to control our life. We do it to, to actually, actually surrender our life. And here's the thing, you cannot get your life under control. You cannot. But, excuse me, you cannot take control of your life, but you can get your life under the control of Jesus. You can get your life under his control. You take it and you submit your life. And hear me, surrender, surrender is not giving up. It's giving over. Lord, you have the control of my care. You have the control of my, of my peace. I'm gonna give it all over to you. I'm gonna get under your lordship. Bring peace in my life. Isaiah 32, 17, look at this. The fruit of righteousness, what is righteousness? Only Jesus brings that. The fruit of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be quietness and confidence forever. 
My people will live in peaceful dwelling places and secure homes in undisturbed places of rest. Come on, can anybody use some peaceful homes and undisturbed places of rest this Christmas season? That comes through righteousness that is a gift to you through Jesus. Number two, bring every situation under Jesus. Bring Jesus into every single situation. Second Thessalonians 3.16, now may the Lord of peace. So number one, uh, let Jesus be Lord of all. Number two, bring every situation, bring Jesus into every situation. Now may the Lord of all peace himself give you peace and at all times and in every way. Let Jesus be in every situation, at all times and in every way. Bring Jesus into that situation. We know the story of the no room in the inn. There's no room for Jesus. Like, I don't, and I don't think that's our problem. I don't think a lot of times we don't have room for Jesus. We're here, we're at church, we're worshiping, we're trying to figure out what he wants from our life. I think there's room for him. We can always make more room for Jesus. But I think the problem we usually have is making room for him in other people's lives and situations. Or trusting him and believing that he can actually get involved in that situation, that they're not too far gone, they're not too messed up, that that situation is not too tough for him to handle, that we don't, we don't always make room for him in, in other hard situations. So I'd ask you in this season, yes, let's make room for him in our life, but bring him into every home and every situation and every conversation, every relationship. Bring him, bring Jesus into that. Make room for him. Make room for him. I was driving in Turkey Creek the other day, and come on, some of y'all, I can tell northerners are moving to Knoxville. Man, this, the spirit of honk and anger the spirit, the spirit, it's just the northern, I mean, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm from a southern boy, I just, I can feel it in the traffic, and it's contagious, it's jumping on me, I'm like, ah, I'm honking now, I don't know where y'all move from, y'all drive mean, I'm coming out of Turkey Creek, and I'm with my son, and I'm on the phone with my wife, and I'm taking a left, we have two green arrows, it's traffic everywhere, Christmas, it's crazy, we're coming from a nice peaceful lunch at Chipotle, and we're turning out, and we're turning on the level, and, and I've got the green arrow, and traffic's kind of pushing out, and we're going, and this guy on the other side, he just decides, he just starts making room, he's running, he's going through the traffic, I'm like, we have a green arrow, what are you doing, I'm, I'm and other people are looking at him, and he's just, he just has a, a, a northern straight face. And I'm like, there's no room. And I'm yelling at him, and I haven't honked yet, but then one person behind me honks at him. I'm like, it's red. I know it's gotta be red. I'm looking behind me. He's running a red light, trying to make room through all the traffic because he didn't want to get delayed and all that. So he's just pushing with his car through. Just I'm like, there's no room. And then somebody honks, and I'm honking. I'm like, ah. And then all of a sudden, their light turns green. Our light turns red. We're stuck out in the middle. Now they're ticked at us going, ah. They're honking, ah. I'm like, it's your guy's fault. He did all this back and forth. My wife's on the phone. She's like, is that a honking war right here? Everybody's like, ah, ah, ah. She's trying to ask me what happened. I'm like, babe, it's just too hard to even explain right now. Huh. Oh my God, a little panic even thinking about it. I got home. She's like, what happened? I'm like, really? Really? You know what happened? No one made room. No one made room. Well, it was red, or it was green, or it was his fault, or whatever. No one made room. And I'm just saying, like, there could be a lot of things you're facing this season that you're going to walk out into. I'm just asking if you'd make room for Jesus. Like, maybe we, maybe we come off the horn. Maybe we begin to make, make some room for God to move in that situation that you're going to walk into. 
Make room, make room for him in every situation. The last thing, and I'm gonna pray for you, is this, keep your mind on Jesus. Keep your mind on Jesus. Keep your mind on Jesus. Isaiah 26, three says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You will keep him in perfect peace or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Jesus. You're the DJ of your own mind. How do you keep your mind on God? You, you speak his word out loud. You don't just try to do it passively by thinking on it. You speak his word out loud. You begin to say it, and then you begin to hear it, and then it begins to change your mind, and now you begin to think different. You're the DJ of what's playing through your mind. You are the, you're in charge of the music in your mind. You can keep your mind on God in this season. I did not do it when that man was running the red light. I was keeping my mind on the northern horn. I did not keep my mind on Jesus. Keep your mind on God. Keep your mind. The Bible says in Philippians 2, 14, uh, or, or excuse me, in Philippians 4, it says this, that be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Listen, be anxious. That's in the mind. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, thank you, God, making your request known to God. Listen to this. And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, nothing makes sense. I got this peace. Listen to this. Will guard your hearts and minds through Christ. Wait a minute. You're telling me that my heart and mind needs a guard? You're telling me that something's trying to steal and, and come at my heart and mind? See, the devil's after your peace, not just to get your peace. He's after your peace because it's a guard over your heart and mind. He's after your peace because it's actually the guard that protects your heart with, with faith and protects your heart from doubt and protects your mind from insecurity, protects your life from certain things. And Satan wants to remove the peace from your life so he can actually begin to attack your heart and mind. The Bible says, no, 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 no. You can actually have perfect peace in Jesus, in him that... You can think on these things and you can renew your mind. I'm just asking you this season, maybe you need peace. It's a gift from God. You can't hand tighten this stuff. You can't, you can't fulfill every, everything in your life and be perfect and get it all right. You need the peace of God. It's a gift. Luke 2 verse 12 says, you'll find a baby. You'll find a baby lying in a manger, not a palace, a dirty, filthy barn a place no king would be born. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby lying in a barn. You need peace, you'll find a baby lying in a place that you never expected. You need peace, you'll find a baby. You'll, you'll actually search for him, that you'll actually begin to be searching for him. If you need peace, he says that you'll find a baby. That means that you'll actually search for him in places that you never expected to find him. And if you're lacking peace this evening or this morning or this, this season, if you're lacking peace, that you actually can begin to search for him and he will be found by you. And there are situations that you feel are too dirty, too filthy, too obscure, that you never think Jesus would show up in. That's where he says he wants to be searched for. He wants you to find him in those places. I wanna pray for you for peace this season. Father, thank you that it's a gift and that there's no tools we have that we can offer to ourselves. There, there's no thing we can do to tighten it up strong enough to keep it together. That you've actually provided peace for us through your son. Thank you so much today for supernatural peace. I pray for people under the sound of my voice and watching online. Lord, if there's any that need peace in here, any that need reprieve or just being draw, drawn near again, feeling like, you know what, I'm not so distant from peace. I pray for him right now. If you're in this room, no one looking around, I'm not gonna embarrass you, but if you'd say, Pastor, 
I need peace. I need supernatural peace. I need that nothing missing, nothing broken over my life right now. Would you just slip your hand to me? I want to pray for you. I need peace. I need peace in this season. Thank you for your courage. Hands in many places. Come on, Father, you see every hand. Holy Spirit, you know everybody watching online. You know every family member. You know every situation. You know every single detail of their life. And you are for them. And you have goodwill towards them. I pray right now for an infusion of peace. Jesus, I thank you that you've drawn them near to you. I pray they'd even be drawn closer to you today. And in being drawn near, we have peace in that. You're our peace, Lord. You've got it settled. The government of all this stuff is on your shoulders. I pray individuals would take the weight off of their shoulders right now. They're carrying the weight of provision, the weight of protection, the weight of, of religion maybe, the weight of relationships. They're carrying the weight. Lord, we carry the, the weight of marriages, the weight of parenting, the weight of jobs, the weight of transition, the weight, all the weight we carry. You said in Isaiah 9 that the government will be upon your shoulders. Lord, not that we don't get involved, but Lord, would you, would you take the weight off of us? Lord, we just do a, a weight shift right now. We just, we just give it to you, Lord. We just give it to you. We take the heavy load off and we give it to you right now, Jesus. And I just, I just sense peace. Lord, would you just infuse peace right now in this place? Would you just pour peace into hearts and minds right now? Would you just guard hearts and minds right now? Would you set up a guard right now? Peace. Peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Just for another second, no one looking around, but if you're in this room and you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you've tried to assemble your own life. You've tried to build your own peace. You've tried to hand tighten it. And you know that you don't have peace with God. You know you don't have peace. You've tried to get find it in everything, in every way. I did it. You tried to find peace in everything you could find peace in. And you've kind of just succumbed to the, to the minutia of life. Like it's fine, but you don't have real internal peace because you don't have peace with God. That comes through Jesus. And maybe in this season right now, today, maybe you're watching online or you're in this room, and I'm not gonna embarrass you or stand you up. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. But if you know in your heart, you know what? I need God. I need peace with God. The Bible says this. It came through a man named Jesus. That Jesus was God and he was a man. He came to this planet and lived perfect as a man. He went to a cross and he took all of my rebellion and all of my sins and all of my mistake and all of my brokenness. He took all my guilt and my shame and me trying to hold my life together. He took it and he nailed it to a cross and was annihilated, crucified, destroyed, beaten, murdered publicly to take my punishment. And he says, if you just believe in me, I paid the price for you. He removed all that off me, my sin, my shame, my guilt, removed it all. And he says, if I'll turn from that and turn to him, he didn't stop on the cross. He rose from the dead. On the third day, he did so to prove to you and I there's life in his name. There's eternity in his name. There's closeness with God in his name. There's the family of God in his name. He beat the devil. He beat sin. He beat death. He beat the cross. And he rose from the dead to tell you and I we can have a brand new heart and a fresh start with God. If you're watching online or you're in this room and you need a fresh start today, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about rules. I'm not talking about cleaning your life up. I'm talking about, man, I need God. I need life. I'm ready to surrender today. If you're watching online, just type in fresh start right now. I need a fresh start. The Bible says if you'd make Jesus your Lord, you get a fresh start in God. And then no one looking around in this room, if you'd be bold enough, say, Pastor, I need, I need Jesus. I need a fresh start. Maybe you walked with him years ago and you're away from him now. Maybe you've never given your life to him, but you know in your heart right now it's beating and you know, I need, I need life, I need God, I need peace. 
Would you just slip your hand to me and say, you know what, I need Jesus. I need a fresh start with God boldly. In Jesus' name, I want to pray for you if that's anybody in this room. I need Christ today. Awesome. Thank you for your boldness. Awesome. Awesome. Come on, church. People saying yes to eternity. I feel eternity in the room. I feel your presence in the room, Lord. Lord, you see every hand, you know every heart. I'm gonna say this. If you didn't put your hand up and need to, put your heart up in this prayer with me. There's no magic in the words. It's just a prayer of surrender, prayer of faith. The Bible says, if you believe on Jesus Christ with your heart and confess him with your mouth, you shall be saved. And we need saved. We need a savior. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, I believe you came to this planet. You lived perfect as a man and as God. You went to a cross and you died horrifically and publicly. You took my shame, my guilt, my sin, I believe it. And then you rose from the dead. I turned from my old life, I repent. I turned to you and what you did in your life. I believe you rose from the dead to prove to me that you have life in your name, eternal life. I want you to bring me into the family of God today. I believe that you're my Lord and you're my Savior. I believe you are who you said you are and you, you did what you said you did. Lord, I give you my entire life today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit power. Lord, fill me with your spirit. Give me a brand new heart. Remove the heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh today so that I can walk with you and serve you the rest of my days. In Jesus' matchless name. Come on, let's give God some praise in this place for the peace of God and have the peace with God. Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. If you would like someone to pray with you, or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.